Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Jerry Jones here with Jerry Jones Direct. And you're joining me on another special edition, as they all are. And we're kind of doing uh, something a little different this month in that uh, I'm going back in time. Uh, as you guys know, I love retro artwork. I love uh, retro design and direct mail. And uh, this month, I'm going retro with somebody in my life. Uh, and some of you who've been around long enough will recognize my next guest, uh, at least his name, if not uh, his face, if you can see it. And that's Mr. James Erickson. And James is, is joining me from uh, Stridebox, which is his company based in Bend, Oregon. And um, James and I have a, a long history, actually. Um, he started working for me years ago and then uh, ended up buying my company. And uh, I sailed off into the sunset for a while. And then I sailed back in, in into the world. <laughs> and, uh, and James was changing his business at that time. And uh, so we, we've stayed connected all these years. I don't know how long it's been. It's been 12, 13, 14, 15 years, something like that. Um, and so I'm excited to have James as my guest today here on Dentistry Confidential. And uh, James, before we even get started, I want to start. I want to say, even though it is not um, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, uh, July 4th, or any of those other days that uh, a lot of the folks around the United States recognize vets, I just want to say once again, James, thank you for serving. And uh, I never get tired of saying that, and hopefully you never get tired of that. So, welcome to the show, James. Oh, thanks, Jerry. I, I thank you for. Uh thanking me for my service. I, I never quite know how to answer. You know, I, I spent my time and, and got a lot out of my service as well. Um, but it was good to serve my country. And I always feel proud for that. I do want to say that it was 2002. When I walked into Jerry Jones direct at that time, I think it was media group and handed in my resume and left. And, and by the time I got home, I had an email saying, do you want to work for me? And I came in the next week, which was the day before Thanksgiving, and I stuffed Thanksgiving cards for the whole day. Like I put them in the envelopes and licked <laughs> the envelopes and sealed the envelopes because that mailer had to go out. I still remember that just because it was it was right before that. It was like, what have I gotten myself into? What am I doing here? I do not want to stuff envelopes for the rest of my life. And so that I, I remember that to this day. It was, it was a good time, though. It, was, it, it turned into a lot more than that, but that was my first day on the job was stuffing envelopes full of Thanksgiving cards. <laughs> well, you got your first lesson in marketing that day, didn't you? Sometimes you got to get Exa down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I didn't, I didn't realize it was 2002. I mean, that is 16 years ago. Well, 15 years and four or five months. Um, yeah. I don't, you've probably known me longer than uh, most people. I mean, people don't usually stick around me that long. They get tired of, of me and my, and my bluntness sometimes. So, um, man, you're, it must be because we have some distance. That's why we've remained friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to move out of town at some point. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember vividly like in full color, um, you showing up and you you came with not just a resume but the way your resume was packaged in this cool contraption of a box it was like a puzzle box and um i told melody i remember melody who's with us still here jerry jones direct today i said melody look at this i go that's cool i'm gonna hire this guy 
And, um, <laughs> and then I remember like maybe a month later after you had started and after you finished up that giant mailing of Thanksgiving postcards or Thanksgiving cards, mm-hmm. and stuff, I remember sitting in, in Big Town Hero. It's a little uh, sub shop in downtown Salem. Uh, do you remember that meeting? Oh, I, yes. I, I, was that right before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the meeting. We were, I mean, it was, it was sometime working, in the, in there the like a week, maybe two weeks, not very long. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Had each other for long. I said, um, I said, James, what do you want to do with your life? And, and um, I, I don't remember your, your answer, but it, whatever it was, it was the right answer because I said, uh, I see you owning this company in a very short period of time. And, yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, I, <laughs> it worked out yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? And now you've got this hugely successful business over in Bend, Oregon, which is like, that's like, you know, if you're, if you're going to live in Oregon, most people want to live in Bend. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Um, I mean, outdoors is like every, you know, people that live in Bend are outdoor people. You know, they're, they're tree hugging, granola crunching, um, Patagonia <laughs> Uh, REI loving uh, outdoors people. And um, I mean, I love spending time over there. I got family over there. You're over there. Got a lot of friends over there. Um, so man, tell me about this business because you went from, you know, stuffing envelopes at, at for Jerry Jones Director Media Group at that time. And uh, you bought the company a few years later. And then, and then a few years later, you launched this from scratch startup that frankly has been the envy of the subscription box world. So why don't you talk a little bit about Stridebox and, and where that came from and how it got started? Well, uh, Stridebox, uh, just like it sounds, S-T-R-I-D-E-B-O-X, uh, is a subscription box for runners. And for those of your listeners that aren't familiar, subscription boxes, it's similar to a magazine that you get in the mail every month. But instead of articles and a magazine format, you get a box basically full of nutrition, gear, apparel, uh, anything that you could think of for the endurance enthusiast, the runner, uh, the person who likes to work out on the weekends, um, energy bars, chews, uh, granola, healthy breakfast, things like that. So each month you get a different box of a different assortment of that kind of gear. And it's all focused on the running lifestyle. Uh, so, in fact, this month we've got coming up, we've got uh, some sunglasses for summer running since it's kind of transitioning from winter to summer. Uh, the sun's out a little bit more nowadays, um, in some places a little less than it is here in Bend, but but for the most part, it's starting to get to the summertime. So, you need an extra pair of sunglasses so you don't break your good ones on the trail or you don't lose your good ones or it's something you can ditch at, a, at an aid station during your run and you're not going to feel bad about losing those kind of things. Or it's just something you eat or consume before or after a race to help you get ready or recover from your training run or be able to lift more weights if you're a workout person. Uh, and you get to try out and discover different flavors of products, different makeups of products. Uh, before I started this, I didn't know that there were so many different kinds of sweeteners that were available. But it started actually here in Bend before I even lived here. And my wife and I were in a running store. My wife's a bigger runner than I am, uh, although I consider myself the aging athlete. Um, and we were, she was looking at shoes, and I was looking at this wall of nutrition bars. And it literally was a wall, floor to ceiling, had a bunch of different types and flavors of nutrition bars. And I thought, gosh, how does somebody know how to buy all this stuff? And this was maybe 
six months to a year after Birchbox started. And Birchbox was kind of a very first early on, they do cosmetics, but it's the same kind of model of a subscription box. You pay a fee every month and each month you get a certain number of samples of cosmetics in Birchbox. But I thought, well, wouldn't this be a great idea for a subscription box is to put these kind of nutrition products. People can try them in their home on their own time during their own personal training or running schedule. They don't have to wait until an expo or walking into a running store like this to see how many products there are. They can get these in their house and try them at their leisure. And it was one of those big kind of aha moments where you saw how something was being done, uh, where most of these products were marketed at marathon events where people aren't going to try them at their marathon because you don't try anything new the day you're running 26 miles. But if you could hit them in their training cycle, in their normal cycle, you could build that habit. So by the time they got to their marathon, they knew exactly what was going to help them perform well. And on the way home, I remember sketching it out in my notebook, like, how does this work? How much do we charge? What do we put in it? Uh, you know, what does the box look like? All these different kind of ideas that I'm, I feel like everybody has these ideas that they sketch out in a notebook. And within the next month, I had a website that was taking email signups. And once I hit 75 email signups, I put a website up and sent an email out to that list and said, hey, if you want to sign up for this, we're shipping out our first box in a month. Sign up. It's $15 a month. Uh, ongoing for as long as you stick around and we'll ship you a box and February of 2012 we were off to the races or 2013 February 2013 we were off to the races shipped our first box so as of February 2nd of this year we've been around for five years shipping boxes so it's one of the longest running subscription boxes uh, around not only and and the longest monthly box in the running world itself and it's going great going well. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, just just hearing that story uh, of uh, inspiration, you know, seeing a need and and then you tested it out online and look at that. I mean, um, you got thousands of subscribers uh, in, a, in a short period of time and you guys, I mean, you're just kicking butt. Um, I love, by the way, one of my favorite things to do, even though I didn't do it on that last trip over, is to, to walk through your warehouse. Um, and, and <laughs> look at all the gobs of products there because there's so much cool stuff. Um, and, we just know. got a new, we just got a new addition, just kind of an aside here. I just bought a, an arcade claw machine for my <laughs> warehouse and it's full right now. It's full of energy bars and water bottles and, you know, people come in there and, and it's like, Hey, go grab something out of the claw machine. And we're going to take it to our first trade show in May up in Washington so people can stop by the, the booth there and, and see what they can grab out of the, out of the claw machine, which is, is pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool. That is awesome. You know, um, I, I hate trade shows personally, but that doesn't mean I, I hate <laughs> using them. Um, I just hate having to be at them. But, you know, that's a great stopper um, because, you know, part of marketing is getting people, getting people's attention. I mean, you got to get their attention before you can even, you know, ask, exactly. have a conversation with them. So that's a great stopper. Um, and frankly, I, th I mean, it's almost on par with having, you know, the blonde haired blue eyed, uh, or dark haired, dark eyed, hot models, uh, at, at your, um, you know, at your booth. So, um, man, I like it. It's probably cheaper than the models. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, and I look at it, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of trade shows myself. Like I'd rather spend my weekends with my family 
uh, doing other things. And with the internet now, you don't have to do many of those things because you have access to such a wide audience as it is. But in the running world, there are, a lot of it is event-based, meaning there's these huge events. So when I get a chance to go to a trade show and pay pennies on the dollar for a trade show booth and hit 45,000 of my target customers in one spot at one time, you know, it was kind of a no brainer, like, ah, well, let's see, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the family with me, of course, and that'll be a good time in a different city. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that it, it, it's great PR, it's great brand awareness, and it's a great sales opportunity for my business to be in that position of all these core customers in one spot at one time. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. I think that's brilliant. Um, well, let's get into some marketing. I mean, we've, um, we've kind of, we've kind of gone through uh, Stridebox and its birth. And um, as I mentioned, you've grown this thing to thousands of subscribers, which um, you've, you've done this exclusive, almost exclusively, uh, if I remember right, through uh, a channel of marketing that, you know, for many years, I've just said, ah, it's a bunch of crap. It's garbage. God, who wants to waste their time on social media? Well, <clears throat> here we are. Damn it. Twitter is still around. Um, uh, and so is Flakebook. And, you know, who knows what the next uh, multi-billion dollar company, social media company will be. Um, but, uh, man, take us, take us through how you've leveraged the, the daylights out of, out of social media. And, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot to this. Um, so I mean, you, you know, why don't you start where you think it would be best for, because you've sold to dentists, you worked with dentists for years, um, and, and you know, their challenges. I mean, they're frankly, their challenges haven't been, uh, haven't gotten any less. If anything, they've intensified. Um, competition mm -hmm. is intensified. Marketing is intensified. You know, I mean, everybody's chasing, you know, everybody's uh, in a race to the bottom as our friend John Busby would say, um, trying you know, <laughs> to lower prices and compete on price. Um, I knew you'd get a laugh out of that. By the way, Dr. John says hello to you. Um, oh, great. I just saw well, him a couple weeks ago in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Great. One hell of a good guy. Good. Um, so, <laughs> Why don't you kind of, you know, take us through the journey of the marketing with some thought to, you know, um, how it relates to dentistry. So some of our, so our listeners can sort of uh, have a few takeaways um, and then, uh, you know, your thought process and in why social media and why not social media? Well, there's, I guess we could go back to kind of the early days of Stridebox. And it was, it was July, 2012, where I actually put that first website up that collected email addresses just as kind of a test to see, is there really interest in something like this? You know, if people had an interest, would they be willing to give me a little bit of information for the chance at being first to purchase what I'm offering? And, you know, that was in the early days, I wouldn't say in the early days of Twitter or Facebook, those have been around for quite a while, but in the early days of things like Instagram or, or kind of some of the newer, they, they weren't around yet or they weren't mature in the way they're mature right now. But to be able to, to use the internet and use the technology uh, message boards or bulletin boards online to, to test the demand for a product was an amazing eye opener to me just to say, I don't even have a product yet, but let's throw this out there and see if people are interested. So that was like the first step was getting the interest and, and having free resources all over the place online where I could search out runners or I could search out, fitness enthusiasts or uh, people who owned 
uh, running groups, you know, and say, hey, does this sound like a good idea? You know, if anything, I could find their email address and cold email them. And so that was way back when this started. That was, you know, before I got deep into Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And once it kind of started rolling, once we launched that first box, after the first box, this thing grew quickly. The, the first box we shipped to 74 paid subscribers. And then the second box was 300. And by six months later, we were shipping over 1,500 boxes. Um, and the way that that happened was our subscriber base was the sales force. They were the ones that were taking pictures of their box. They were the ones that were making, that they were posting on Twitter about they just got their stride box and this was in it and it was amazing. Or this was the early, earlier time of Instagram. They were, you know, posting on Instagram which was new at the time saying, Hey, look what I got from Stridebox this month. This is new. I've never heard of these products before, et cetera, et cetera. So, so you have to look at social media now as people are having conversations, no matter what it used to be in the word of mouth, you know, people will tell 10 people every time they have a bad experience or five, whenever they have a good experience with social media, it just amplifies that number because people now have access to hundreds, if not millions of people via their social media that they can share what you do. And if you can consistently surprise and delight them, you can really have influence over your whole market and really build yourself as kind of a, an expert in the market or, or somebody that, that runs a good business because there are things out there now, customer service, for example, where people will post bad things about Stridebox or good things. I didn't get my box or this was open or, or my box is soaking wet or it looks like it got smashed by a postal truck. And we can go in a public forum and answer those questions immediately. So when somebody looks at that and says, oh, Stridebox really screwed this one up. Oh, wait, look, they answered that here. It actually becomes a positive for us. Sure. So it amplifies those kind of pieces and I think it makes it really important to be involved, even if you don't have a Twitter account or even if you don't have an Instagram account, there are ways to use these things that can really increase your insight of your industry, of your market, of your city, of your town. You know, being a dentist, I know you're more locally based than, than maybe my business, um, but there are also ways that if you are involved in these that can really amplify your reach and amplify the way people look at your business because it's powerful stuff. I mean, we're talking about conversations at a government level on these things are affecting how first world countries are run now because of the influence that they have over things like elections and legislation. And you have to look at that and say, well, if, if Facebook and Twitter can affect how governments are run, it's gotta be able to help me do something with my business. Wow. You know, um, that's, that's basically what, you, I mean, you've just distilled down the national conversation on, um, uh, and really made it in real simple terms. Uh, for example, on this, you know, the meddling in elections and public policy debates um, mm -hmm. from other countries. So we've now we have third world, literally third world and other world countries, um, or as our, uh, as our president likes to call them, <laughs> I have to laugh. <laughs> Because I don't know what else to do. So if you want to send hate mail to me, please. Um, I don't know what else to do at this send point. Send it all to Jerry. Don't, don't send it to me. Send it no, to send Jerry. It to, send it to, yeah, I'll send it to James at emcdev.com. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> that's, a, that's a black hole, I think. 
Um, anyway, uh, I mean, you've distilled something down that's really, you know, I mean, up until I think our most recent election, I don't, I don't know if people really understood the impact that these kinds of things can generate, whether it's false or not. And that's a chance. That's the, that's our current challenge, I think. But I want to go back to something you said. Um, when I, when, when you said subscriber base, I want to make sure our listeners equate that to patient base. Um, so when you said I turned okay. my subscriber base into my sales force, I want to make sure everybody listening to this understands that your patient base should be your number one sales force. You should be getting the majority of your new patients from patient referrals. And if you're not, that's a conversation we need to have offline, if you will. That's a conversation that you need to reach out to Jerry Jones Direct and talk to us about how to turn your patient base into a raving fan base that is driving new patients into your practice. You said something else, James, um, surprise and delight. So if you can surprise and delight your subscriber base, AKA patient base, or if you're in my world, uh, guest base uh, at my office, we call them guests, we don't call them patients. Um, Then then if you can subscribe, uh, sorry, subscribe, surprise and delight them, um, you have a hell of a lot better chance of turning them into a raving fan. So James, um, if we could pause in your story for a moment here on this marketing, how would you recommend, or, or do you have any thoughts or ideas about how dentists can surprise and delight their patient base to enhance that? Well, this is, this is cool. And this is, you know, I put together some bullet points on what I wanted to talk about. And this leads right into one of those things that, you know, as a business owner, as somebody who started this five years ago, literally when I had, when I got my first subscriber, I had nothing. Like I didn't have a box to put things in. I didn't know what was going in the box. I didn't, I had a logo that I had just thrown a couple of internet icons together and threw it up online, but I really had nothing. So I look at this every day as kind of a learning experience. And this last Christmas, I actually thought, well, let's take some of our best subscribers and send them a special gift, something that not everybody's going to get, but people that have been around for a long time or have spent an extra bit of money, maybe they bought a t-shirt from us, or maybe they sent a gift subscription and have a normal subscription, let's send them something special. And of course, in our, in our thinking of best subscribers, we think in internet terms. So our best subscribers are those that not only maybe have spent a little bit more money with us, but also maybe have an Instagram following of 50,000 people plus or 40,000 people plus, you know, it's got to work. It's got to work in, in both ways. I'm going to send this gift, but I'm looking at who's going to have some influence with this. So what we did was we had 200 uh, Christmas ornaments put together and it said it's the most wonderful time of the year, kind of making a little pun on the it's the most wonderful time of the year. And we had that printed on it. And then we took 200 of our best customers, friends, running magazines, websites, uh, Instagram influencers, if you will, people that have a, a large following on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, people that own uh, running training programs or people that have a gym somewhere where they train endurance athletes and we sent them out. And this is something you can do with your patient base, basically with any customer base or any guest base, whatever you want to call them, whether you have social media or not. And it goes along with surprise and delight. Nobody knew these were coming. We put them in a really fancy glitter mailer, bubble wrap glitter mailer. So when they got it in, it was something special. Immediately they knew it was something special. And we teased this through our own Instagram by taking a picture like, hey, these are going out to a few people. 
are you going to get one? And people liked it and loved it and shared it. And, and before they even knew what was in it. And then once it hit, people shared this thing like wildfire. It was just this little green Christmas ornament. I think they cost me like a dollar 25 a piece plus a couple bucks to ship it. And people started sharing this on Instagram. And like I said, these are people with 30,000, 40,000 people that have real influence in our industry that were sharing these. And I didn't need, I didn't need an Instagram account. I didn't need to be involved with social media. I just knew that if I got this in people's hands, the surprise and delight factor would take over and they would want to say either, Hey, check out this cool thing that Strybox sent me or, Hey, I got this and you didn't. Um, kind of deal and that that one it was a learning experience because it made me think gosh I need to be doing this more uh, but it also led to the fact that you have to kind of step out of your realm sometimes and take a little risk just to surprise and delight and I know in the dental industry the surprise and delight factor just the the industry itself has a problem in its in its brand awareness and that it isn't so much surprise and delight other than when you get the bill, sometimes it's surprising. It's more like uh, pain but, and agony. There's no surprise and delight. <laughs> oh, sorry. But you have to maybe step outside. <laughs> maybe you have to step outside and think, how can I surprise and delight my patient base or these patients in particular? Yeah. I, um, I wrote down uh, as you're, you know, you're talking about these uh, influencers and in Instagram uh, and other, you know, that have big followings. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, well, this is, this is what I taught uh, and, and you've taught doctors for years, which is you need to be in touch with people who have, who have herds that they influence. And mm -hmm. as an example, every practitioner of medicine has a herd. They have a patient base. Um, and I, exactly. I think of one physician here in, uh, that's close by. It's my, my doctor. Um, he's got a raving patient base I mean, just because of, he's just this incredible guy. And uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I should be, I should be sending him something every month for him to, him to send to his patients every month, kind of a thing. Um, it, it, there's so many ways to do this actually. And I mean, the easiest way in the world is just, you know, um, is, is getting, is just starting. Uh, I mean, the hardest thing in the world is starting. The easiest thing in the world is identifying 101 different ways to do this. And it's fun. Like I, <laughs> I got your ornament and I loved it. And I mean, I was surprised to get, I'm like, what the heck James is sending me this cool ornament and I don't even have any followers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I have 140 on Twitter. I'm not kidding. There are 140 high quality. And I bet not a one of them is from a third world country. Um, that's not true. Probably. Well, <laughs> That's probably not true for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I, I love this. I mean, this is this is such a basic concept. It's not anything that's difficult to grasp. But I think you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's implementation, right? Um, this is what we all. Well, it with. goes back to in the direct mail world, and and from what I've learned from you in the past is that you put something thick and heavy in your envelope so it gets opened. You know, it's a grabber. Well, now I'm putting something thick and heavy in the envelope, so not only does it get opened. But now they have something physical that they can share online that not everybody's going to be sharing. You know, if I sent out 20,000 of these to every runner in the world, it would get old after a while. But there's only 200 of these things that went out to very specific people. And they can say, hey, check this out. And a lot of people hung it on their Christmas tree. So how cool is that to be a part of now their Christmas as a company? Um, you know, that takes a, a big step to kind of infiltrate somebody's world that much where you're now a personal part of their Christmas tree. And there's my logo right underneath the saying that I put on this Christmas ornament. And you're going to remember that every year. Every year you unpack those Christmas ornaments and here's your Christmas ornament. 
And, you know, for that would work good for a dentist too. Maybe you send them a cool Christmas ornament. It doesn't have to be dentistry related necessarily. They're going to remember it's from you because nobody does that. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about the, the strategy is that the other 10 dentists, the other 15 dentists that are on your same street there or the one that's next door, he's not going to do that for his patients. And when your patients go online to their Instagram followers, to their Facebook followers, and they share that stuff, other patients are going to get jealous. And they're going to want to be where they get the cool stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you're, you're exercising that principle that I think was really uh, simplified and made understandable in Dr. Seuss's book. Um, you know, the old star, the sneeches on the beaches. I've got how many green stars yeah. do you have, right? Um, well, I've got a gold star. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have four green. Yeah, but one gold's better than four green. So, I mean, it's just, you yeah. know, most of those uh, people want to belong to something and they want to be part of it. And something like that is, can be the beginning of a, of a phenomenal explosion. So how did, I mean, I'm dying to know, how, how did that uh, non-promotion promotion work for you guys? Well, when you ask how did it work for us, how, you know, how do you quantify that? Well, I mean, like, what? Well, going to be a, a, a lot of weird part. Sharing <laughs> right? Um, and you got a lot of people um, bragging. Um, was there an uptick in sales in December 17 over December 16? Now, I'm going to tell you, Decembers are crazy in my world. As an e-commerce company, you know, we deal with Cyber Monday and Black Friday and, and dark every other day of the week because we're, I mean, we're literally adding 30 to 40 new subscribers a day, whether that be regular subscribers or gift subscribers. So we're busy. Uh, the one thing I do want to say with social media is if you're looking for an immediate payoff, you're looking in the wrong place. Uh, and, and it may sour people because being direct mail guys or one-to-one -one marketing, you want to see a return for your money. Well, with social media, it's more of a, a long-term gain. It's the marathon and not the sprint. You know, I know when you were here earlier this year, or was it late last year? Early this year? I don't remember. Anyway, last last uh, month, actually. A few weeks ago, we talked about newspaper inserts and postcards. And how when you send out that newspaper insert, that when that thing hits, you're getting 15 to 20 calls immediately. And so you're getting the short-term bang, whereas, you know, two or three days afterwards, you're, that has played through its life cycle already. Whereas with social media, for us, we know it's a long play. And just being involved in it gives us credibility over our competitors. And again, it goes back to that, hey, this person's getting these cool things and I'm not. Maybe I should look at them a little harder. So when they go through Instagram feeds or go back in our history, they see these things and it leads to a, a brand aware that, again, gives us a leg up on the other boxes that are out there that are in a similar world with us. So to say that thing got shared five times by people that have 40,000 or more, you know, people and that led to X amount of dollars. I could go nail, I could go narrow that down for you, but it would probably take me a good, uh, I'd have to get an MBA and probably some physics degree, some advanced physics degree to really figure it out. But I know in my heart that it was worth it because there's hundreds of thousands of people that saw that ornament with my logo on it out there. I hope yeah. that answered your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. So you bought some, you bought some uh, brand exposure at a very, very low cost for like pennies and less than a penny, like 10 a Yeah. Attention, attention is very underpriced in this world. Like you can get a lot of attention for very little money these days. 
and I probably spent $500 total, you know, a couple hundred on the, or yeah, a couple hundred on the ornaments and then whatever on postage and packing. And I got a ton of exposure for that. I mean, less literally pennies on the dollar for the amount of people that saw what these people got and the amount of people that saw my logo attached to it and the amount of praise and, and graciousness that people heaped upon me because these were my good customers that have given me money. They're very familiar with my company and they just want to share that, Hey, I got this, check out what this company is doing. They're doing really cool things. And I just happen to be a recipient of one of those cool things. So it's, you, you get a lot of implied endorsements um, from those kinds of things, which is, which is and, awesome. And a lot of, you know, there are times where we, where we fuel that applied endorsement because again, social media will amplify those things, but there's also times where we don't touch it at all and people just share about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the ways we work with, we work with our vendors as well in that a lot of our audience will share a specific product from a vendor that they got through Stridebox and now they're buying more of. And that always helps us with our vendor negotiations saying, Hey, look, you, you, 200 of our subscribers are going to share this box this month. And that means that overall, over a million people are going to see what is in this box. Do you want to be one of the products in that box that over a million people see? And so it helps us on that end too, because we're really serving two audiences here, the recipient of the box and the products that go in the box. And we're connecting those two in the middle. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. I mean, you, you have a a connector business and you're putting an end user, an end buyer, a retail buyer who might not ever find this product. Uh, Most likely never find the product because there's so darn many. Um, You you're literally putting it in front of a hyper targeted audience. And I mean, I, I mean, if I had, you know, if I was in the, in in the, in the uh, running business where I had a a product that was consumed by runners um, I mean, I, I would be paying, to have my crap in your box every month with such a hyper target yeah. audience. Um, yeah. And, and if you're targeting them, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, what are some of the other lessons you've learned about, um, about leveraging social media to generate actual revenue? So in the case of like when you were getting started, you were, um, you were using uh, social media to, to drive traffic to purchase. Um, what kind of, you know, what are some big lessons you learned there? And, I, and I, by the way, I don't mean to take you from your list because I know you had a checklist you said of things you wanted to talk about. So if I'm heading off no, in the I, direction, man. <laughs> I was not, you're interviewing, you're interviewing me. I was not oh, going right. to dictate the way this goes. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I've really relied on probably over the past year is the amount of testing I can do on social media in a short amount of time. And since October 1st of last year, I've posted on Instagram every single business day. So Monday through Friday, a post goes up about 7 o'clock every morning on the West Coast, which means about 10 o'clock on the East Coast. I find that that has gotten me the most interaction with my posts. Um, So kind of timing that out. But most of all, testing headlines or taglines for products and photos, like what's going to draw people's attention So that way I can use those things in my advertisements, on my website, you know, what draws the most attention of my audience so that I can use that on the back end. And this is, again, this is the thing that, that if you ignore social media altogether, you're not going to get that benefit. Even if you have an account just to do testing with, it's going to be much, it's going to be worth it. So I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, in fact, it was probably about six weeks ago, we put up a picture 
of a person tying their shoes next to a stride box. And it just said something like, check out stride box for some cool monthly uh, running gear and accessories delivered right to your door. Put it on Instagram and it got some likes. And I thought, well, that, that got a decent amount of likes. I think it was like 80 some or, or right under a hundred. And I said, well, let's try that as an ad. So all I did was click the little boost post button that you see pop up there. And I picked my audience. Um, and we can get into audience later. But that's a whole other topic. And I sent it out as an advertisement. So now anybody who has, who has an interest in running, who is between a certain age and female, you know, I know my target audience. I know that they're mostly female and they're probably between 25 and 45 and they like running and they probably have kids. Um, I can target those things using social media advertising, but now whenever they scroll through the Instagram feed, they're going to see this picture. And I already know this picture is pretty popular because it already got a bunch of organic likes. So I know that people stop and look at this picture. And then a couple weeks later, I did the same thing, different picture, similar, similar caption, and it got more likes than the first one. So I said, well, now I'm going to put that up against my ad to see if I'm actually spending money on posting this which one's gonna perform better. And the second one performed better by about 50 clicks a week. And so that's, uh, that's big to me. Um, and then four weeks ago, we put up another ad or a, another picture that had a, a lady in dark tights against a dark background, stride box sitting next to her shoe and she's again tying her shoe. Seems to be a popular thing, tying shoes and inspiration and motivation these days. Um, pretty simple thing, but it's, it's very motivating. Uh, and that one got more likes than the first two. So that's, that's the ad that I've been running on a consistent basis since then. And I haven't found anything that has beaten it in my organic traffic. So testing those things, having a control that I know, and then putting out different things on social media to see what sticks. And it's really being free for the most part. People look at that as like, oh, everybody's on it. It's free. Well, everybody's on it. It's a great way to get somebody's opinion on something that maybe they don't know they're giving their opinion on. So if you post a cool picture and it gets a ton of likes, use that somewhere else. Or that's a picture that you should say, okay, what do people like about this? How can I integrate that into my business, my practice? Do they, you know, I know now that my audience enjoys a little bit of humor with their running motivation. So I try to tie in more humor into my emails that I send out, my written, comp my written correspondence that I sent out, the stuff we put in the box has a little bit of humor to it because I know now that my audience reacts to that kind of thing. Um, that's all good stuff, especially understanding what your audience, knowing your audience. I mean, I think there's a lot of dentists out there. Um, well, I would say the vast majority haven't really given a lot of thought about what you just talked about. You know, what, how, how well do I know my audience? What kind of people are they? What, what do they like? Um, you know, what are the commonalities or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of those kinds of questions that we should be asking about our patient base or in your case, a subscriber base, in my case, a membership base, um, uh, mm -hmm. you know, about what do they want more of? What is going to, what is going to endear them even more to, my, my service, my product to me, uh, to the company, whatever the case might be. So I think that's all, those are, that's a really great place to start when you're thinking about how can I surprise and delight and be an influencer, uh, um, uh with my customers or my patients. Um, I have, I have a question for you. So, you know, dentists have an interaction typically with their average patient twice a year. 
Um, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously two visits for cleanings, maybe they get a filling done, maybe a crown, something like that. But typical is going to be two because some, some only show up for one visit. <laughs> some don't show up for any, some <laughs> show up for four or five. Yeah. So let's just say it's two. Um, and that fits well with the hygiene mentality and all those good things. So, um, so they're really only contacting their patient base twice a year, you know, on average. Um, versus you're contacting your subscriber base once a month plus. And what I mean by plus, um, you mentioned you send out emails. With this contact, um, do, you find it, do you find that they are yearning for more contact, less contact? Have you found sort of like what's the, what is the optimum um, contact numbers um, you know, for your, for your um, subscriber base? Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. I find, just to make it real simple, like the simple answer to start is if it's the right kind of information, they don't care how much I contact them. And the cool thing with that is if it's a sale on running clothes, we know they love running clothes, they're going to open that email. And I'm getting open rates for additional sales. This isn't for the box, but I'm getting things that say, hey, go buy this. People are opening my email 26 to 30%. Holy and that's incredible to me because, you know, I just got an email today from Shopify, which is an e-commerce platform that says your conversion rate is over double of the normal conversion rate for e-commerce stores. And so that's, that's a relationship building thing, but it goes back to kind of testing what your audience likes and knowing what they like and what they're into. I know my audience is an athletic performance type audience. So each week I send them an email called the fast five and there's five quick things in there that talk about athletic performance, whether it's a workout plan that they could do, or it's somebody performed well at the Olympics, which is going on uh, just real simple endurance, athletic performance kind of things, because I know that my audience likes that. So not only do I have a correspondence with them once a month, now I've got once a week that they see my name. And, you know, that goes to all of my audience, including my subscribers. It also keeps me in front of those past subscribers that have quit. It also keeps me in front of new subscribers that are, are new people that maybe haven't subscribed yet saying, wow, these people are serious about what they do. Maybe I should look into it more. Um, so, so the quick answer is, as long as it's something that they're into, that's great. And that goes back to knowing, especially in a dental practice, knowing your patient base knowing maybe what the big thing, the talk of the town, the, the cool hobby is. Here in Bend, you could pretty much talk about kayaking, rock climbing, and hiking. 90% of the time, you're going to hit a bunch of people that love that stuff. So if you're the dentist in your area that maybe you like to build airplanes and fly airplanes, you know, maybe that's what a subsection of your audience is into, and maybe that's what you bring up to those people. Or maybe it's just normal life. that It, it comes down to knowing what they're into and the amount that you contact them. You can't tell them floss your teeth every day in every email because people like that, yes, but at the same time, that's not really what their day-to-day -day lives consist of. Right, I mean, dentistry is a small, very small slice of their life, and so you gotta talk mm -hmm. about almost everything but dentistry. That's why, I mean, you know this from, from having ran this company and owned it, um, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, the, the less you talk about dentistry in your, in your correspondence to patients, the better. The more it's gossips and, you know, and, you know, who's pregnant, who's getting married, what's going on in the practice, 
you know, what the doctor's up to. That's what they want to know about. I mean, the dentistry is the service. It's not the relationship. And you mentioned the word relationship. And I think that's probably, um, that's one of the most important words in marketing is relationship. Um, I think of, um, I think of our subscribers to Dentistry Confidential who've been around for, for years. And some of our ClearPath Society members, we have members that go back nine years since I started ClearPath Society. And then we've got, we've still got customers, James, that were with the company when I bought the company 22 years ago. <laughs> now keep in mind, some of these guys are getting up there and, you know, and, and they're yeah. starting to scale back. But I mean, it's just amazing. And I asked them, why are you sticking around? Why, you know, why is John Busby still putting up with my crap? Um, answer is because it's relationship. And I think, yeah. we miss, I think docs miss this, you know, they, they get so involved in the transaction that they, that they, they skip the most important part, which is the relationship. You know, Pete, you can screw something up horribly. I mean, absolutely just butcher it. Oh my God. But if you have a relationship with someone, that relationship trumps the crappy work you just did. And you've mm -hmm. got an opportunity to repair the relationship and repair the crappy work. So I think there's not enough emphasis put on relationships. And the, the, the greatest thing that's happened to dentistry to, to really foster this ill will toward relationships, if you will, are the big, you know, are the big corporate monsters, the big giant chain the big chains that are, you know, um, rattling their sabers and they've got millions of bucks to spend. And, you know, they're quote unquote, scooping up all the patients. Well, those patients don't stick around very long because there is absolutely no relationship at all, not with anybody in the practices. So, um, I mean, on a scale of one to 10, where do you, where do you place relationship? Uh, as important, you know, the level of, well, I, you I, I think, think you're hundred percent correct. Like one to 10, like we try to build a huge relationship with our audience. And, and I think that goes along with our business model a little bit and that we are in their homes once a month. And, and, you know, I, I used to send you a box or you actually subscribe to a box for your daughter. I paid you know for that, that dang box, box James. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. My, my little sister's been paying for five years now. So um, <laughs> those are the best kind of little sisters. <laughs> Exactly. But you know, when that box shows up, it's an event at your house. Like you oh have to God, go to the dinner fun. table, stand around and open that thing. And now you're, you're just a part of somebody's life. And I guess looking at how the dental industry works, there's a lot of opportunities that are missed. And so many communication channels now that you can communicate with the people local to your area about what you do and about what you can provide to build that relation. I mean, I look at, we've done tons of new mover mailings. I don't know how many dentists that have done a new mover mailing or a new mover campaign and gets a patient from that new mover campaign after that follows up in a week with like, Hey, have you tried this restaurant yet? You're new to town. This is one of my favorites. And I've been here for 20 years. Like some of that local insight that you could share with people that are new to the area. You know, Bend is, Bend is a very transient area. We get a ton of new people in all the time. And so those kind of things like, hey, have you tried out this top secret locals only spot? Now that you're local, I can share it with you. We don't share it with the tourists. Um, you know, those kind of things can build that relationship uh, that's not dentistry related and that interests your normal consumer because they want to know the cool local places, especially if they're new to town and want to fit yeah. in and want to feel like they know these places. So, you know, that's one thing right there, knowing where your patient comes from and knowing how you can follow up with them. Yeah. And, you know, find, find that commonality you have with, with me, it's a little better because my business is industry based. I'm in the running industry. So I know that my customers are into running. 
but with you, it might be something different. You know, if your customer is new to your area, if your customer has just experienced the dental emergency, like some of those things are different and, and kind of having a, a procedure or a plan or an idea on how to get with every one of them and touch base with them on a non-dentistry basis is going to help increase that relationship. Because like you said, you have to not only do better than the corporate monsters, you have to protect yourself from the corporate monsters. And those are the touches that are going to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think that just what you shared is worth like two or three years of Dentistry Confidential at the whopping $19.95 a month that we charge. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's such a high price, uh, high price service here. But seriously, though, I mean, you know, if you, if you, if you get out of your own way, and you think about how do people make relationships? How, how are relationships started? How are they forged? How do they and how do they last? What is, you know, what is the basis of a great relationship? It's open and honest and blunt communication. It's showing you care. It's sharing stuff, um, sharing useful information. And that's how relationships are built in, in, a pers- in a personal basis, but it's also how they're built, you know, on a business basis, on a one-to-one business basis. Because, you know, I mean, you know, James, in the business-to-business, people think that business-to-business marketing is different than business to consumer or consumer or, you know, B2C. So B2B is different than B2C. It's, it's not, it's all, it's still relationships. There's still a human in a business, yeah. whatever it is you're buying. So um, the relationships are just, they're huge. And what you shared is, I mean, it's brilliant. It's so easy too. Um, if you were, if you were opening a new dental practice today, um, aside from making sure you had the best possible location based on a, a solid demographic research uh, undertaken, um, what social media platform would you say you absolutely have to be a part of to build that practice and start building those relationships? Which one would you pick? Okay. I'll give a, I'll give you two because I've got two that have done wonders for my business. And I think that if done right or if done at all, in fact, done right is, is, is doing it in, in the dental, in the dental world, from what I know, a lot of people aren't involved just because they don't know how to get involved, but just being involved is going to get you steps above everybody else. Um, the first thing I would do is I'd have to have a Facebook page for my practice, like a Facebook page. Um, very simple to set up real easy. I know e-commerce businesses that don't even have a website. They run specifically on Facebook pages. Um, and the only reason I say that is because in order to run any sort of advertising, you need a Facebook page. Um, the cool thing about advertising on Facebook is it's super cheap and you can target super specifically. So you can target by area in a city, you can target by a whole city, you can target by female, male, married. If they've, if they've moved to the area within the past however many months you wanna do, uh, six to eight or three to six, um, and the cool thing about Facebook is it used to be all college kids when it started seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago, however long it started. But guess what? Those college kids have moved on. They're getting married. They're having kids. They're having all these life events that lead them to go now to try and find healthcare providers like Dennis. But also the cool thing is that old people are on it. Like I'm sure your parents are on it. My parents are on it. I mean, we're talking 60 year old, 70 year old people and the cool thing about putting ads on Facebook that target those people is the the older people scroll really slow and they read every single thing on Facebook so having that attention from that demographic 
could lead to a lot of upside, especially for a new practice. Um, second of all, and a little tip, I guess, Instagram would be my second. And the cool thing about Instagram is you can link it to Facebook. So running ads on Instagram is just as easy and just as targetable as running ads on Facebook. Um, but one of the cool things about Instagram that you can do is you can do a local search on Instagram and not a lot of people know this. So like I'm on my computer right now. If I, if I type in Instagram.com slash, if I just type in Instagram.com, it's going to take me to a page and want me to sign up. But if I go to Instagram.com and I'm just going to put a V after the, after the dot com and what it'll say is it says, sorry, this page isn't, isn't available. Um, but it gives me a search. So there's a little search bar at the top and I'm not logged in. I'm not any, I don't, I'm not logged into any of my accounts, but now I have a search bar. And so if I go and search for, I'll take your area, I'll go Salem, Oregon. So I type in Salem, Oregon, and then it gives me a little locator and says Salem, Oregon. So now I can click on that. It shows me the location. And then the top nine photos on Salem, Oregon are the most popular photos on Instagram for that location. I've got nine pictures of super popular things. And just looking at it, there is a oh, monster I see one truck. Of a giant marijuana bud. <laughs> There's a, I mean, that's, that's Salem in a nutshell. But, but also, if you're looking, I see a, in the upper right, I see a pretty girl up here. And it looks oh, like nice. a sister's senior portrait. So maybe that's somebody I could link up with to see if I could get some referrals of seniors looking for senior portraits. Uh, down lower right, I see uh, a young lady that's smiling. She just turned 23. There's another one with braces smiling in the lower left. And we're talking over 1,000 likes for the one with braces. We're talking senior portraits have 700 likes. Um, these are some of the bigger pictures that are being taken in that, in that city. And if you're in a bigger city, you can narrow it down more by location in the city. Um, this is so those are nine... Cool those are nine pictures that now are directly related to your locale that maybe I can reach out to this photographer and say, Hey, let's, uh, let's link up and maybe I can do some help you out with some people that are looking for senior pictures, or maybe you can help me out with patients that are looking to get their smile right before their senior pictures. Um, you know, going, then going down through the feed, these are all people in Salem, Oregon. There's a girl here that's been working out. She's flexing. There's another girl here that's smiling, um, guy that just got his hair done. There's a couple of girls here. There's a bride-to-be picture. I mean, that might be somebody that you can reach out to. There's a lot of ways to, you know, before it was called social media, it was called social networking. Uh, now we're looking at networking. Um, yeah. So on, on this picture of senior portraits, you know, maybe I could log in with my account and go, hey, beautiful picture. Would love to talk to you about about working together sometime. Um, you know, just a simple reach out message, uh, or you can just go down to some of these. Hey, that's a you know great work. This girl that's been working out, she's got a before and after picture. I could go and and leave a comment, which is not weird anymore, to say, hey, great progress. You know, we you know you have a beautiful smile. Uh, you know, hope you're having a great day. And just real something something really simple that could open big doors. It's that little hinges open big doors and. You know, you can do that as much or as little as you want, but it gives you a way, again, being locally targeted like dental practices are, that you can have a piece of it. Um, 
a, a piece of the, the action, I guess you could say, that's going to affect your locale immediately. Yeah. You know, that's, um, those are great tips. And I had no idea. I love learning stuff like this. <laughs> I had no idea this was going on. Um, and, uh, you know, that you could search based on a city and, and, and then you can, you know, refine your search and start to find out, uh, you know, a little bit more about who can influence uh, and, and, you know, who has a big following, like you said. So, um, man, great, great idea. Great way to tap into that. Um, man, James, good stuff. By the way, that's a good point to end on, James. I hate to cut you off. I mean, we're mid-stride <laughs> box. Ha, ha. Um, we're mid-stride here, but, I, you know, I mean, we're running out of time. So, um, man, I again, I hate cutting you off, but, um, yeah, we got to go. So, you got any last-minute okay. thoughts or words? <laughs> I mean, we can come back and do another one. I, I'd love to hear uh, feedback from our subscribers. If you, if you love uh, what James has shared so far, um, tell me, and I'll get him back. Um, I'll have to buy another subscription to Stridebox and I can get him back on the call here. Um, so, but just don't, I, w I want the deluxe box, James. <laughs> um, and by it's, the way, it's I coming. Say, deluxe box coming soon. Yeah. Um, when, when these, so yesterday my Karen box showed up and we've talked about, okay. not on this show, mm -hmm. but you and I have talked about Karen, you know, the guys that started that. Um, yeah. I got yelled at. How come you took the box out to your office and didn't let us see what's in it? <laughs> Like, are you freaking kidding me? I pay for that box. It's my box of yeah. crap, you know? But um, it's hilarious. But that's Stridebox, too. And when we had Stridebox coming, like, whoever got to the mailbox first, which is a good thousand yards away from the house. I mean, you got to go down a hill, yeah. up a hill, fight the coyotes off, you know, run over deer or whatever's in your way. I mean, by the time you get there, you're tired. And by the time you get back, you don't even have the energy to open the box. But, I mean, there's a fight over, you know, which kid gets to open the box and who gets what inside. It's like they start writing stuff. Mm -hmm writing their name on things. They lick the food so nobody else will have it. I mean, it's just hilarious. So anyway, um, I guess in wrapping this edition up, go to stridebox.com. Whether you are a runner or not, go to stridebox.com and sign up for James's box. It's 20 bucks a month. You'll never miss the money, um, number one. But number two, you're going to learn some great marketing lessons and you'll see what James is doing to delight, surprise, and enchant his subscribers. And you will learn a thing or two. Um, no doubt, like you've learned from our, our uh, phone call here today, our uh, audio training or whatever it is you want to call what we're doing. Um, okay, last minute words, James, thoughts, advice? I uh, just, you know, think of, don't just think of your audience, think of how you can get them to share and talk about you. And there's a lot more opportunities to do it now than there was a decade ago. And there's going to be a lot more opportunities in 10 years than there is today. So just get involved and try and think of ways to get your audience to become your sales force. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely great advice. Um, James, um, thank you very much for being part of our Dentistry Confidential um, monthly audio here at Jerry Jones Direct. And thank you for doing awesome stuff over there with Stridebox. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Um, hang on the line. And for everybody else, uh, please uh, make sure you take some action from today's or uh, this month's um, Dentistry Confidential CD rather and give me your feedback. I'd love to have it. Jerry at jerryjonesdirect.com. You can hit me up on Twitter even at JJ Direct on Twitter. We've got a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash jerryjonesdirect. And now I'm going to have to go get myself set up on Instagram. Not me. I'm not doing it. Somebody in my organization is going to get us set up on Instagram so we can start sharing some crap there too. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment. You can always listen in to the next show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. 
You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show.